0: Welcome to the Startup Impact Series with Nick van Breda and Fiona Falk. Each episode, we interview the best startups and scale-ups who are daring to make a difference in the areas of sustainability, education, the economy, and society. Let's listen in.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Startup Impact Series. I'm Nick van Breda.
0: And I'm Fiona Falk.
2: So, I give some uh, examples. For example, um, this is a standard textbook that we had. I showed to camera. Yeah. And this is from uh, France. Uh, it's a French group. one, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, basically, this is just tailored to the uh, coding curriculum that we have, but uh, embodies insights for um, helping teachers to implement it.
0: Yeah yeah I'm Vanna right,
2: but now. so they have a coding that's curriculum, and huh? so this is actually yeah. for in their
1: curriculum, yeah, but a lot of schools also in the Netherlands is not mandatory to do no. coding so that's why so I, like um, me- media wise as oh, we call it crazy.
2: yeah media <laughs> wisdom exactly, so um there they can use this as a project based program, and we also have some training centers, actually a partner training centers uh, in different countries, and they can help the schools to they provide kind of service to help oh, them. That's... Uh, but there's also mm-hmm. books written for example, like this. It's by a spanish uh, uh, professor um It's about one of the products called Halo Code it's a single board computer basically so it's an activity based uh book they're uh, helping you to understand mm-hmm. where to uh, how to implement projects there yeah. but I think eventually our target or our goal is to still transform all the teachers so that they can actually have their own activities yeah. and we've seen we have seen a lot of teachers. They are really good. We have seen a lot of teachers in Italy, for example. They are really good at implementing the activities into their uh, schools, and they are really actively thinking about what to do. Yeah. And then we hope that we can help uh, the the major group of teachers by using the STEAM on board program yeah. to help them to get yeah. into the mindsets that uh, how you can uh, have your own activities. Yeah.
1: So these exercises that I see over here, like here, this SOS mm-hmm. on a beach or what is it? Is it's a it, story oh, so with it, cars. It, eh? Yeah, written with cars. <laughs> but it, it's then an exercise to create SOS in the in the LEDs yeah. on the on the board. Yeah. And, and then I see something else like a flashlight. It's yeah. An explanation of how a flashlight works. Yeah. And then uh, trying to code that yourself. Yeah. Okay. So it has like there are real products out there, and we are going to teach you how they are built. Exactly.
2: And that's that's really why nice. I say it's a tool. Yeah. It's basically telling you the principles behind. Uh, so that's why we actually have uh, the other side of it, you see a smart laser cutter and a 3D printer. Uh, also in our range as a machinery because uh, we also uh, want to build curriculum across the, the crafting, fab labs and robotics. Yeah. Then uh, uh, basically you can have different structural parts. Is, is everything open source by the way? Um, uh, Our software is an open platform, open API, uh, because we have uh, second uh, development on it. Uh, Well, I don't know the details, uh, but um, it is possible for uh, anyone. It's free uh, downloads and free to develop as well. You can put your own uh, um, extensions. Uh, These robots based on Arduino, they are all open source Mm hardware. And uh, uh, the Python robots, they are more uh, open API uh, robots. Mm Because they are more focused on the data processing, so they have um, a yeah. higher power to process data, um, not the the like low level control. Let's say. Nice. Yeah. Okay.
1: Nice. And I'm wondering, uh, so is there any like intellectual property that made things a success? Like with Lego, they had the Lego brick, and they patented the Lego brick, mm. and then for 20 years they were like the only one offering that Lego brick, and after mm. that 20 years now dozens of companies are doing it is it something that you looked at as well is it is though is that a way that you went or is it fully open source and, and trying to scale this up by m- having
2: impact first and then maybe on the end looking at um IP? i think well that's probably a question to our legal but uh <laughs> <laughs> um, from my side they said that we're, uh, we're creating an ecosystem so our um, solution is basically to offer a complete solution. That most fits in education and the properties part i know we have some of the protections in different places uh for example some designs of the beams or the structures or uh the the, also the mm, the the design of the products and things we always have something planned there yeah like like these designs, yeah. but like the material itself, like the iron? Uh, this is not, use, uh, the material yeah. itself is not, but we do have like a, the outfit design, and also we have a structural design, like the, how you design the beams and things. All oh, right, yeah. Okay. yeah, okay. It is important for startup, I think. Yeah, so but I, I'm, I'm wondering, as, as a
1: startup, it's it's very uh, costly to set this yeah. up. Eh? So I wonder how, how you made these steps. Like, first thing you were, a deal with yourself, like Instructables mm-hmm. platform, then there were professors saying, "Okay, we we should use this for education." Yeah, and then you said, "Okay, we can help and we can co-design
2: hardware." Yeah, what what were the steps? Um, for yeah, for the um, product development, it's more like a like uh, like you described. Basically, we start for um, hobbyist uh, markets and then we uh, entered the education market because we see um, these products actually very easy for don't have knowledge uh, about coding and robotics so you can quickly start with. Yeah. And since then we're dedicated to education, trying to push this in education parts. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think throughout the path I think the most important part is to protect your brand, to build your brand as well. Uh, so from there there are probably also some uh, property uh, uh, thing that you need to protect. Um, but um, For us, it's always important to show that this is from MakeBlock, that we're trying to show this as a solution. And we're also trying to show, we had actually discussion if we should put uh, education in the logo, say MakeBlock education, but on the other hand MakeBlock is education, so uh, we don't really need to show this. But we try to tell people we're targeting at uh, STEAM education for future, and MakeBlock is a quality educational solution provider and that's where yeah. uh, when you build a brand you also like a, a lego actually they also they build the brands uh, out of this so people know them their brands yeah uh, so that's also what we're trying to do the make. same strategy you're yeah. you're following yeah yeah, yeah.
0: We, we actually we have time for like one more question mm-hmm. before your final hot mess question. (laughs) Um, So like one more legit question. Uh, I think I want to throw one from since we have totally asked you nothing on the list that we (laughs) gave you in advance. It's great. Um, But you've actually answered some of the questions. Yeah. uh, uh, Even though we didn't have to ask. Uh, So I I, I think this one's a good one. Um, So for you, uh, what do you feel is the number one value uh, that you believe helps keep the business going and growing?
2: uh it's a interesting question so I think if you if we're talking about uh the um, uh, the products uh, the solutions that we're rolling out the the most important thing for us is that it's actually oriented to users it's every company is trying to say we're user oriented but for us we have very specific uh, target group, which is education, and mostly we're talking about teachers and students. Mm-hmm. So um, we try to make sure we, of course, we're still growing in this sense. But uh, we have very strong mindset. This thing must be uh, fit in the scenario that teachers and schools that they actually need.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think that's something that we're trying to value ourselves that if we want to be in education professionally, we need to act like. We are in education, yeah. Yeah. and we do care actually in that in education because uh, Jason, our uh, CEO and founder, actually is several times internally talking about this that um, we need to make sure this thing uh, goes beyond just using or playing, but uh, we, we have a whole design of a pyramid about uh, mindset training. It's at the lowest level is about how to use the tools, like screwdrivers, or maybe machines. Yeah, You can use the tools, that's fine. But then it's facilitating the second level is that uh, you have to uh, know the knowledge. For example, math, the equations you learn, whatever. Yeah. But uh, all this knowledge that you acquire is that it basically wants you to have the ability to acquire knowledge, new knowledge, in the future. That's a third layer. And this acquiring new knowledge basically makes you an independent thinker. Uh, that's how you can uh, look at the situation, solve the problem. So that's the softer skills. But all of them actually to help the, this person eventually becoming a responsible human being on the society. Yeah. Uh, that's the the ultimate goal of the education actually. So we want to through all this kind of education, but not only looking at the tools, the lowest level, but we're looking at how we can use education to change this. Eventually, everybody is a responsible. Um, world citizen, for example, and um, care about the environment, care about each other, uh, teamwork, uh, that's one of the, the wor- uh, keywords in MakeX competition as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's not only about robotics, but we are actually trying to become, um, leading the concept also in education. And this concept, for example, with uh, University of Cologne, uh, with professors there, we are uh, trying to bring this also up into different uh, academic area to show that how we can build and using the tools to develop to that part. So yes. I think most important value is that we're always looking at beyond what uh, just the tools and hardware, but we're really looking at how education should be and where are the most important parts. And that actually got back to uh, another way to explain this is that uh, what would be the most urgent or valuable uh, thing that we need to do to change this? It's actually so. Uh, currently we see is teachers. So we're not targeting after how many students using this or having fun after school training, but we're really looking at uh, um, the existing educational system, how we can change it quickly, uh, and the important part is that teachers get the knowledge about how to use different uh, technology that implement into their classroom. Mm-hmm. So that's why this year we're uh, taking out about a million dollars actually uh, to uh, help uh, different countries to do teacher training, dedicated wow. teacher training, and also further help them to um, grow in their uh, specialties. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: so awesome. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, it has gotta be so
2: exciting. So that, that, that yeah, triangle is mm-hmm. your mantra. Eh? it's like,
1: okay, in every product that we produce, we want to mm-hmm. create at least these layers of knowledge and yeah. of, uh, understanding, but yeah. also problem solving skills.
2: Yeah. So a and lot of these software skills actually being planted in our activity plans or our competition is also kind of activity plans. Yeah. And uh, we promote these concepts during this and we design all the uh, uh, competitions and uh, uh, programs in this. For example, MAKAX Starter, um, on the arena, it's always two teams and they're not fighting each, against each other, but they're working together. It's called alliance map.
0: Yeah, and wow.
2: in the international competition, <laughs> you will see it's actually... Two teams from different countries, like yeah. small kids and yeah. they don't understand each other and yeah. they have to communicate with each other and oh, wow. to negotiate different things <laughs> yeah. and they will find a way how to solve it. Because, it's not a competition. Uh, it's a collaboration it's, game. It's collaboration competition because you yeah. compete against the groups yeah. but you always win as a team. Awesome. But you develop separately actually. Yeah. So uh, that's something like we're trying to promote uh, as an example, like uh, teamwork as, as important soft skill. It has to be in there.
1: So, yeah. so, so the teams so that are coming together are also also from different nationalities.
2: We make acts actually. Uh, 2019, we got about forty-five countries organizing local events, yeah. uh, including Europe, for example, Italy, Spain, uh, France, uh, Netherlands, as well. Um, and then uh, this year we're trying to reach more countries. So Is it like UK, the first Germany.
1: robotics competition? Um, you, you call a it bit a similar. Hack? Uh, make hack?
2: Uh, make X.
1: Make X. Yeah. yeah.
2: But uh, for us, it's uh, the competition itself is not a commercial uh, site. So uh, it's a AND activity.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you gave like the instruction to do it yourself, kid. Yeah. And then teachers okay. starting uh, partipis- yeah. participating in this. Yeah. 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 But okay. you're not. Curating it, they are doing it themselves
2: now. No, we have our own design. We have about twenty-five people actually designing and maintaining the whole um, system of make acts with rules, with uh, uh, arenas, props, uh, extension kits, and activity. It's like an Olympic game. Like every year, there's a (laughs) huge organization. We got a committee. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. And we do uh, international final in China every year with uh, uh, quite a lot of. uh, countries joining all over the world. Um, yeah, so you see them uh, going to China, super excited. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I want to finish up with more of a personal question. Sure.
0: Instead of your 24 hours left on uh, 24 hours. Left, <laughs> oh,
1: that's also discussion. a personal question. <laughs> but first of all,
2: you didn't join this company from the start. No. So why did you join the company? Uh, I joined two and a half years ago. Uh, the reason why is actually uh, I already know the company because uh uh we were, we were friends also already before uh but the idea is that um we uh, so the company needs an expansion uh We have a lot of customers locally in Europe, so basically they uh said I was already here in Netherlands for some years, so yeah. they asked me if I would like to help them to start the local office in the Netherlands. Um, to support locally, you so lived here, you studied here, you worked here. Yeah, I studied here. in Delft and then also worked a bit uh, in the Netherlands. So uh, for other companies. Yeah. So for I was software developer actually <laughs> And then you uh, choose
1: to, to join this team because you knew you were friends um, with some of the founders, or yeah,
2: uh, yeah, we were friends. But I think when I joined, uh, one important thing for me is that um, uh, I have to know this product, and I uh, I don't have to you know. Uh, beautify the way to present product but i can be honest with the products yes. and i like to, in the way that the, how to um, uh, place or market the products in uh, in the markets instead of trying to cover different things you know like uh, instead of stepping into mostly sales part but i like mm-hmm. to more see the strategic part, and i see a lot of value there and i had some feedbacks from customers and schools and they really they really truly love that what we are doing i also see a lot of problems as a startup that we need to cover we need to solve so that's why i think it's a good challenge for you it's like
1: okay this company is actually a company that listens to its and to its clients with the end users and then develops further on that's
2: something we're really proud of actually so we're not perfect there are always a lot of issues uh, coming and uh working as a a chinese company working with europeans and americans and everywhere but um that's why when i started the office i said uh, i want a local team so you have seen some of uh, our teams uh, and they're from uh, netherlands from mexico from uh we will have uh, Italian, we have uh, British, we have Germans. Uh, so uh, everyone is coming from here truly knowing uh, how to communicate with others. And then the communication between this team and China will be internal communication. So that will be, hmm. uh, I always say like, don't let the internal process drag you down because we're one company. So how can that be uh, something that you, you cannot overcome? Yeah. So leave the problems within ourselves so then we can better help the customers. So we try to be a faster company and listening to our customers. That's why we have a really good uh, partnerships uh, with uh, market leaders locally in Europe now. Yeah,
0: it's mm. very impressive. Thanks, yeah.
2: thank impressive. you. So we're, personally, I, mm.
1: I hear that you, yeah, you seem to be like an open source uh, enthusiast, <laughs> right? If you are joining um, such a company. a bit <laughs> yeah? yeah, you can identify you as a, a little bit of a geek, but you are representing uh, like Europe the whole European market right yeah I think and that's normally you have a completely different role uh, like someone with a business background or economics background so I I like that a lot that if you are technologist you can actually become the marketing manager the the CEO of of Europe um, without having that knowledge Uh, but with the culture in the company that it's completely not focused on sales, but completely focused on creating a product that that matters.
2: I think that's uh, that's something, especially in education, is that it's not a uh, fast selling uh, industry, but uh, it is highly uh, about the relationships. Uh, Mm. So that's what we're trying to build. Actually, it is still about sales, but if you build the relationships, then the sales comes. So that's what we're trying to do. And I think Anybody can be uh, in different roles, find find your own position, basically, that what you're good at. Uh, but I think, mm, still, that's also one of our purposes, solve the skills. If you are a really good thinker and try to solve the problems, then there will be no problems for you. Yeah. And keep challenging yourself. Yeah, uh,
1: it's in that pyramid. Eh? You are yeah. a
2: problem solver, and,
1: and then, exactly. yeah, well, you solve the problem, so you don't have to sell it anymore. Yeah. You just solve the problem that you're facing.
2: Yeah, and a step that. out of your comfort zone because, uh, uh, for example, when I was in university, like maybe 15 years or more, I, I won't say how many years. <laughs> oh, <good>. uh, <laughs> but when I was in university, uh, we would like present some paperwork in your class, basically 25 people that you live together every day. Yeah. Uh, my leg would shake.
0: Oh. <laughs> I was like so nervous about that yeah, I sweat
2: and things. Uh, it's not easy as a technologist yeah. being yeah. on stage. no, so you trained yourself a lot in that. yeah but last year I had the, uh, some talk uh, in Estonia. It's actually a really big event there. Uh, I was on the stage giving talk to like 100, 200 people with like, lights were so bright I can't see anything. Yeah. I could put together with things uh, uh, just to you know walk through with our concept and everything and it was all fine. Yeah. So because of the big light in your face, maybe. Also, <laughs> yeah, you can't see anything, I ended, basically. I am yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. But That's the, the in between, basically, just like, uh, yeah. is there an opportunity? Do you want it? Then challenge yourself. Don't sit back. If you say, like, ah, I don't know, I don't feel comfortable, then do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So
1: maybe this is a
2: great start for the next question. Like, what
1: was the most stressful situation for you when right. you worked at MakeBlock?
2: Mm, I think. You are still working at MakeBlock. Yeah. Um, well, there are quite a lot, especially as a startup. But we had the transition to move um, all the uh, work from uh, China to here, and there are a lot of transition work that we need to also to talk to the customers, and there are a lot of uh, miscommunication before as well. So we need to set it right, and there were time I think last year mostly that we need to have a massive communication with customers, existing customers and do a lot of adjustments, also contract Mm. business-wise things. So it was quite stressful back to them. But again, because of the team is so understand how to communicate locally here. Mm. And we uh, through that process, we also did a lot of change in China process-wise, how we can better serve the customers. So it was stressful Mm. in the sense that there are a lot of work and a lot of um, complaints. (laughs) complaints. <laughs> uh, uh, so a lot of changes as well but uh, basically we made it through by just planning very well and looking at what would be the most important parts that we need to do and uh, also the important things that uh, uh, if everything is internal process we ignore it and we yeah. change it later yeah. to make it happen. So think about it it was quite a stressful time but now I'm really happy with uh, what's happening in Europe because it's all sorted out and not all, all uh, fully focusing on growth now. Yeah. Mm. So when you yes. when you when you finish
1: off your day, mm. what what makes you so happy with with the job? What is that you get
2: out of this job? Interesting, because I never stops thinking about uh, if I see different things. There's ideas. I write it down uh, even after work. I think that's that's the the. Nice part about this job is that I'm actually really in it. I really like to think about every aspect that we're doing now. Yeah. So I just simply like it. I think. So if you would do it for the last, uh,
1: if it's the next 25 years, and you want to leave a legacy, what what would that be? Like in your daily mm-hmm. work, you like to work, but if there's if there's a legacy that you can leave on this planet, what would it be? What would you? change? Oh.
2: I think currently what we do is that if we actually see truly changes of education in general systems or uh, teachers uh, in schools uh, we're already doing quite a lot of projects even with governments but this is something that we uh, want to see this being changed like eventually. a system change yeah and the mindset change yeah that you mentioned
0: yeah I'd say that's a great place to stop right there yeah. <laughs> I, we're actually over time This yeah. is really thrilling uh, and Super amazing. Um, so you, who? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Very good. <laughs> yes, yeah. we we want to thank, uh, thank you for spending yeah. some time. Yes. thank you very Great much. Great to talk yes, to you. You're certainly thank making you. an impact. So. Thank you very much. Happy to be in your presence.